Who are you to hold yourself back from the world? We both had epiphanal moments that changed the trajectory of our careers, of our lives. Those pivotal moments where it could crush you or you rise up. And we both were like, I'm rising up. It's hard to look the devil in the eye and say thank you. You're not going to get anywhere else what we're bringing together here. All right. Here we are, episode four. Welcome back to Unapologetic Rabble Rousers. I'm Doc Shelley. And I'm Carla. And we're happy to have you here. This is our wrap-up for the previous three episodes. And it's a pattern that we will be following as we go through the rest of our podcast life together. Is that we'll deep dive a particular subject and then on this fourth episode what we want to do is get into the what that we've talked about the what now we want to talk about the so what now what really addressing hints and tips about how do we manage what it is that we focused on in the first three episodes and so maybe a recap of that would be helpful because even if you have listened to them we're going to be bringing it all together in this one so in episode one we talked about have you ever been thrown into a change or thrown yourself into a change? Just like thrown in. And how did that go? How did diving into that change, whether you wanted to or not, how did that really go? And so we explored elements of that, that we've got these things that are foisted upon us. Uh, some of the feedback we got from episode one talked about things like divorce uh, loss of job. Uh, there may be something in the health arena. I mean, we all have COVID yeah. through the world into change that no one was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we talked about how did that go and what did we really learn from it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I thought it was interesting feedback from some of our viewers and listeners about how they were unexpectedly thrown into some of the changes and some reacted and dealt with it and others kind of got stuck in the suck, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked through some various ways of addressing it, but one of the way we ended that session, that episode was with a reflection you shared because you do a lot of self-reflection. I do. And so there was this one mantra, really, and we left we we put it out there so people would be able to consider even if it's not something they adopt as a regular daily habit of considering. Yeah, so I ask myself pretty much every night, every once in a while I forget, but, but I ask myself every night were my words, actions and be, and behaviors worthy of respect today? And I just take a minute to reflect on all the interactions I had throughout the day and think, did I do all right today? Mm -hmm. Did I unintentionally or intentionally harm anyone? Did I offend somebody? Did I, should I have done something better? And most of the time I rest easy at night because I'm very intentional about my words and my actions. Sometimes I get away from me and I have to go back and the next day I've got to do some repair work. Mm -hmm. But that question for me has greatly impacted the relationships and the results I get from the work that I need to do. 
So we went from that to the next episode, which was really focusing on the impact of change on oneself and on others. And the question was about what, if anything, has ever surprised you when you've been thrown into change or you've chosen to go into change and the impacts that perhaps had not been considered before you went into it. Yeah, I'm one of those odd people that loves change. So, you know, those personality assessments, I'm always on the adventurous side. So I just charge right into change often before I've even thought about the impact it might have on myself. For example, many, many years ago when I was working in the automotive industry, I had an opportunity to go to Germany. And within two weeks, I had gone on a house hunting trip and then I moved. (laughs) I didn't discuss it with anyone. I just went, hey. I'm moving to Germany. (laughs) And everyone was like, okay. (laughs) So I packed up my life and I moved. Most people would take some time, perhaps weeks, months to consider it and talk about it. And I just did it. (laughs) Charge into change. Most of the time it works out well for me. Sometimes it doesn't. But being able to self-reflect, take some time to think about it, make some plans for it. think about what you have to say yes to and say no to those are important things to consider very important things <laughs> and we ended that one with that episode too with and if you listen to the episode it'll fit right in so we're going to push on that button a little bit but the closing was an encouragement a word of encouragement which was don't get stuck in the sock. Don't get stuck in the sock. <laughs> and this is a PSA, a, a, a public service announcement. If you use transcription services like AI-based, <laughs> be sure to check the result because the transcription came back, said that we were... We were, we were spending a lot of time talking about socks. <laughs> it kept saying, don't get stuck in the sock. And as I was working on getting our... Uh, episode published I like to do the show notes and I thought why were we talking about socks so much (laughs) then I realized that the translation was not I would give it a d minus it it was it was not it was not even close to an a grade so PSA if you use those services double check the work (laughs) which is probably true with anything AI yeah (laughs) so okay so that took us into episode three and this we focused on the, the opening question was what space do we give ourselves? What space and grace do we give ourselves to consider if I'm saying yes to something, this change, whether or not it's something I want to do? I'm going to have to say no to something else. You cannot hold on to everything you're holding on to and then try to grab on to something more yeah. without considering what it is you need to let go of in order to say what you need to say no to in order to be able to say yes to this new whatever we joked a little bit in that about in in an office setting in particular the joke would be okay what priority one job do you want me to not do so i can do your priority one job out of all the others i'm working on yeah it's hard to say no you know people don't like to say no they don't like to give up the things that they're doing It's just, we get into that creature of habit business. exactly. So at the end of that episode three, the challenge was to consider 
what are some things you may need to let go of in order to grab onto the change? If it's a change that's been thrown at you, it's no different. I mean, if you're making a choice that you're going to eat differently or you're going to do more exercise or whatever, you're clearly going to be saying no to some things that you've said yes to for a long time. But if you're thrown into something, a disease, a job loss, that too requires consideration of, okay, this is really about scoping what that change is really going to mean to you and to those around you. Yeah. So here we are now on episode four. We've spent about eight minutes or so catching up on the first three episodes. And this is a roundup. This is talking about the so what, now what of everything we just talked about. Yes. So let's talk about it. What are we supposed to do? What are some hints and tips and tricks? What are some thoughts to help manage as we are considering the change, the impact on others, what we need to say yes to and what we need to say no to? Now, there's so there's so many things that people do. And I, again, I, I start with self-reflection, right? We've all experienced change throughout our lives. As much as our society wants us to think about stability, all the commercials, everything around us is promoting stability. And yet the one thing that's stable is change. <laughs> and I think self-reflection is something that can really help us manage change because we've tried things before, we've done things before, we've experienced change. And we can look back and think, not think, but like assess what has worked for me in the past and use those same tactics, use those same responses or reactions to things that have worked in the past. And then really think through if you know a change is coming or you are anticipating a change, how will those things help you? What can you deploy now that will help you in this coming change? And I think that's really important to think about. And then another aspect of self-reflection is looking at those triggers. Mm -hmm. What are those triggers that you know are going to prompt you to change? Or are, there might even be a trigger that says, hey, this is going to make me really excited about this change. Or it might be a trigger that stalls you in your change and just is like, nope, not happening, not doing it. That's scary. I think part of the power then of self-reflection is being able to recognize if we're paying attention to how we respond or react, we're, when we consider this over and over again, we are positioning ourselves to be able to respond from a place of knowing what this means to me, how, my, how I'm feeling inside about this thing, instead of reacting. Without taking that time to assess what just happened, how did that feel inside me, what decisions did I make, what actions did I take, what results did I get, mm -hmm. then... Without that consideration, we don't have that base that we can turn to and say, oh, okay, I remember when this happened before, and this is how it went, and I might want to make a different choice this time. Yeah, and I think the gut reaction is so important when we think about that self-reflection and that, well, this worked really well last time, or this didn't work really well last time, and paying attention to that gut in the and there's actually neuroscience that says we have a gut brain 
And I remember years ago, I wanted some experience. I really wanted to work at one of the big three consulting firms. I thought that was just going to be the bee's knees. Bee's knees. <laughs> and I was missing a certain element of experience. And I had an opportunity to get that experience. And on paper, this was the perfect job. And everything in my body was screaming, don't do this. This is going to be the worst job ever for you. And I convinced myself that this is the exact experience I need. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And day one, I was miserable and thought, this is the worst career move I've ever made. It was awful. And I think I stayed in that position three months. And oh. then I, just, I, I literally just done. <laughs> and that being, that's what I use. There are, we could talk about things like how to prioritize the thoughts that come into your mind about the things that you should do and consider it. But I start with my gut. It has proven to be a fairly good judge. And that barometer, your internal barometer, consider when you may have gone against or just pushed down or completely ignored what your gut was telling you. Mm-hmm. And how did that end? How did that go? In a moment of self-reflection, you're going to be able to pull from that. Okay, what was it that made me want to ignore that? What was it that yeah. said, no, shut up? <laughs> and I think it's important to be able to distinguish between those excited butterflies that you might get in your gut that say, ooh, I'm nervous, I'm a little scared, but I'm also really excited about the possibility versus the heavy dread that comes with hell no. (laughs) (laughs) And I learned that lesson a really hard way. I never go against my gut ever. And sometimes I have to sit and think and just kind of feel it for a few minutes because sometimes the distinction between excitement and dread is a very fine line. Mm very fine line. Sometimes it's very noticeable, but there are instances for me where it's just a fine line and I have to really sit and think and just feel it and get out of my head. (laughs) Well, when we get in our head, I'll talk, I'll speak for me. I get in my head, I start asking questions and they may not actually be questions, but they're coming out as questions. It's like, all right, why the heck this? Why did they do that? Why, 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 why? And I get stuck in my questions. Yes, you have to answer the questions. That was the best advice someone ever gave me was I was in a coaching session with my coach and I said some, my house was a mess. And I said, who lives like this? And then I kept talking and she said, back it up. If you ask a question, you have to answer it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought, well, I mean, who's going to answer that question? But I thought, what great advice. And so every time you ask a question like that, stop and answer it because that's where you're going to find the growth and that's where you're going to find the new things and perhaps some of those things that you have to hang on to and let go of. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love the advice. It will be an interesting challenge to be, but when you get stuck in that, consider the value of saying, well, well, before I throw another one out there, what is the answer? to that question. Yeah. And that's why I love journaling so much. And I've, I think I've said it before. I kind of say it jokingly, but I'm also kind of serious that my pen is my best coach, but it's because when I think of the questions I can, I just keep writing 
and the more questions come, the more I write. And it, it may not seem like a it's stream of consciousness. If I was having that conversation, it'd be all over the place. But mm-hmm. with my pen, it's just, I'm just following my stream of consciousness and I don't have to sit there and, and wonder, Oh, is this an okay conversation to have with my coach? It, should I say this? Or I don't, there's no filter when I'm just writing. Yeah. And so my pen really can be my best coach because I'm asking myself those questions and I'm answering every single one of them. And in those answers often come more questions. So when we talk about the so what and the now what, we've talked about journaling and I've used it myself. One of the questions that one of the many gurus that I've listened to, and I'll I'll come up with the name probably right after we stop this (laughs) episode, but the question she asked was, what is it that stands between you and the you you want to be? And answer that question. And then write until you don't have anything more to say. Then you ask yourself, is there anything else? And you continue in that until there isn't anything else. And this is not about editing what you've written, because as you point out, this is between you and you. Right. And that awareness, as we become conscious of our thoughts back to the self-reflection, back to learning what are the triggers, back to assessing what results did I get from the actions I took or the thoughts that I had. All of these things are great actions to take, great pauses to take, the grace to learn about you in the face of change. Mm-hmm. And then you can also use a lot of that information and those thought processes to think about, okay, how important is this change for me? We talked a little bit about that one of the episodes and how committed am I to making that change? And if the importance is high and commitment is high, you're going to kill it. If importance is low, meh. (laughs) You know, I've been, I've been in job situations where I have to do a change. And to me, the importance is a big fat zero or a negative a hundred. And, but I still have to do it. And so somehow you've got to find that commitment to it. And so sometimes it might be as simple as I want to keep my job. So I'm going to commit to doing this change. So the commitment might be higher than the level of importance. But when it's a personal change, it's got to be important and you've got to be committed to it. Absolutely. I would like to take that same thought now if you applied it into a, a business environment. Leaders of change have an incredibly important responsibility. It is on them, the success of a change. It is on the leaders to keep their organizations safe, to help them with one leg or one foot on the this side of the river, the other foot on the other side in the new, and being able to bridge those troubled waters, being Okay, I'm getting into I'm getting into a space. We'll get into later. I'm sorry, well, but when, I you, wanted, th- when you think about leaders in the organization, though, that's really where they have to focus on the impact on others. They have to be aware of what their team is experiencing in the face of change, and we talk the grief curve is very real and relevant for people going through grief. 
that grief curve translates into change. And people go on an emotional journey when change is inevitable. And so many leaders aren't versed in the people side of what they do. They are rock stars at finance. They are rock stars at suppliers. They are rock stars at marketing. They may or may not be rock stars at people. Because, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to jump in here because <laughs> it's going to just come out. Okay, that leading day to day and leading through change are two totally different beasts. And Absolutely. both must be tamed simultaneously. And that piece about leading through change is not something that gets covered no. in management training. No. But rock star performance and finance and yeah. HR and all of those other very important elements, business, it's different. Okay. It's like I really, really want to get to stuff I, about I, that. I know. Well, that's because that's where I live. That's the work that I love to do. Okay. So back to episode four. Yeah. We've gotten, I think, some important considerations for people to, to manage as they're going through a change, trying to address it, trying to survive it. And I think that one of the things I'd like to just use as a wrap-up yeah. is that every question needs an answer. Yeah. Every question. And don't forget, give yourself the grace to consider when you're going into or through a change. If you're going to be saying yes to something, what are you going to let go of? To what will you say no so that you can grab on to the new? I'm Carla. I'm Doc Shelley. We'll see you next time. Give thought to who you are and how you show up for others and for yourself. All right, folks. We'll be back.